all right so tonight we're focusing on overcoming marital delays right and i want us to start from deuteronomy 1 verse 6 to 7 deuteronomy chapter 1 verse 6 to 7 tonight uh, i i uh, just want us to have a conversation right i want us to have a conversation and um i'll try as much as possible not to do much of teaching or preaching just have conversations praise god but i strongly believe everybody's going to learn something that will be life transforming the bible says the lord that god spoke unto us in oreb saying you have dwelt long enough in this mountain turn you and take your journey and go to the mount of the amorites and unto the places i there unto in the plain in the hills and in the vale and in the south and by the seaside to the land of the canaanites and unto lebanon unto the great river the river euphrates but what i want to pick out from there is when the bible says god said to the children of israel you have stayed too long in this mountain turn you and take your journey and go turn you and take your journey and go so god was trying to you know um bring the children of israel to a state of alertness or awareness as it were right that you ought to have left where you currently are right and god was trying to make them understand that it is not just something i'm going to do for you there is a part that you need to play and that's why he said turn you and take your journey and go you know the word go is an action word it's a verb it simply means there is a responsibility that you must assume there are a couple of things that could and what we're talking about marital delay in this context our attention is on singles and um what we're simply trying to deal with tonight is um probably you're at a state or a phase in life where you're ready to get married you believe you are ready right and we're still going to talk about that you believe you're ready and uh maybe mr Wright or mrs Wright is not showing up right so how do we cross that order how do we overcome that how do we even recognize the right person because most times um people can get to that um state where they just want to you know out of desperation and just say i want to get married i want to get married i just want to stop being single and that pushes them into making the wrong decisions right or making the wrong decision as it were so when we're talking about delay what's a delay right a delay according to the dictionary is when something is slow or late in showing up right when something is slow or late in showing up a delay um, is also a perpetual setback a perpetual setback right when you consistently experience a setback in an area of life a delay is also an unexpected disappointment right sometimes for some people they've been in a relationship they expected right was going to end in marriage you know um and at the end of the day it just didn't work out you know that could be a form of delay you know i remember my own plan and um goal was that i was going to be married at the age of 25 of course that didn't work out <laughs> you know because i you know, have planned everything by 25 i want to be married you know i don't know where that figure came from anyway because i know in retrospect it's most women that have that goal 25 when 25 does not work that's it when 30 does not come god where are you you see and let me tell you this and it's one of the things i'm going to address you see when you, when you study the bible from genesis to revelation god did not give anybody a time limit right and you see sometimes it is society that places us under pressure and the moment you come up under pressure and you allow that pressure to be internalized it might even push you to that point where you begin to make the wrong decision 
right and you don't even care about the consequences of your action you just want to do things to save face right just like the expressions you know uh this um uh, um what's the word now acted right um one of the characters you know the mom kept calling you know and you just want to get your parents off your back or maybe you've been going for events buying you know communal uniforms actually of your friends i said ah no they must buy my own before the end of this year you see all those things people will buy they will wear it and the day we go but you'll be left with the consequences of your decisions the delay right is also an unmet expectation an unmet expectation probably you are in a relationship you've seen this person you guys have been friends for a while and you expected that this was going to morph into a relationship and all of a sudden the person is not just saying anything or you just notice he begins to withdraw or she begins to withdraw right that could be a delay so when we're talking about delay you see uh because i know that for the average nigerian african mind when we hear things like that we just believe ah we are coming to pray and to bombard the gates of hell. Every marital, you know, we believe some people are doing us from the village. Oftentimes, that is not even the case. That's not even the case, right? A delay could be physical. At the same time, it could be spiritual. So, we're not trying to rule out the fact that, you know, delay sometimes happen, right? As an attack, right? Or something diabolical. We are not trying to rule out that fact. It happens. But for the most part, you see, you and I need to understand that uh, it's when you give the devil a foothold that he turns it into a stronghold. You need to give the, uh, the devil access into your life before he can afflict you. Before he can afflict you. That's why the Bible says fools because of their iniquities are afflicted. They are afflicted. They are afflicted. You see, so the devil, as a believer, does not have the ultimate right into your life. You need to understand that. So as a believer, you must get to that point where you realize that when you are going through certain things, everything is not the devil. Especially in this part of the world, we attribute too much to the devil. The way some people even talk about the devil is as if God is so powerless. In fact, it's as if it's the devil that created God. The way some people, you know, in their mind, now, they can't say that, but in the way they place God and say uh, 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 what they attribute the challenges of their life to is as if God is not even watchful over them that God doesn't care if God is truly a responsible father why is he allowing the devil to afflict me this much right everything is not always the devil so the four don'ts of delays the four things you should not do when you are experiencing a delay that is and you say let me tell you we must learn not to for instance, someone might, uh, just like I told us earlier, you might have a goal, you might have a life plan, and just say, you know what, I want to settle down. Maybe you're a guy or a lady and say, you know what, at 25 or 30, that's when I want to settle down, you know, I want to be married. You see, uh, don't look at that person and say, you know what, how old are you? It doesn't say, everybody's life's goal is different. Everybody's life's goal is different. Everybody's life's goal is different, right? So what are the four don'ts of delays? What are the things you should not do when you realize you are going through a, a season of delay? And let me say this, it's a season, it's a phase. Am I making sense? It's a season and it's a phase. So what are the things you should not do? Number one, never accept a delay as your lot in life. Because it is possible for you to go through something or be going through something, right? Uh, and just get to a point where you just accept it as, maybe this is how it's going to always be. And you see, acceptance happens in the mind. In the mind. That's why the Bible says, with your mind will I do nothing. In Titus. It says, with your mind will I do nothing. With your mind will I do nothing. You say, never accept a delay as your lot in life. 
We look at someone like Abraham and Sarah. The Bible made us to understand that, you see, they kept trying to have a child. They kept trying. And that, you see, it's out of that desperation, you see, that moved them into producing Ishmael. But something positive that I see in that story is that at least they were still making moves. It simply means they did not accept barrenness as their lot in life. They did not see it as a finality. They still believed that we could have our own children. You look at someone like Joseph also. Joseph didn't think that his dream right, was a frivolous ambition. He, was, he had a dream at the age of 17. And for over 10 years, you see, it's as if his life kept nose diving. Things kept getting worse. But you see, you look at when David found himself in the prison and interpreted the dream of the baker and the butler. You know what he told the, uh, the, uh, the guy that he said, you know what, the king is going to put you back in your place. He said, don't forget about me when you get to the palace. He simply means he didn't give up on his dream. He didn't accept being a prisoner as his lot in life. Even though he was the king of prisoners. But he didn't say, ah, at least I'm a king of somewhere. Maybe this is the dream God gave me. At least prisoners are bound before me. He never accepted it as his lot. So it doesn't matter what you are going through. Right? It's a passing through. You are simply passing through that phase. Never accept it as your lot in life. Am I making sense tonight? Never accept it. Never accept it. Never accept it. Right? Don't turn your current tragedies into your theology, ideology, and life philosophy. That's one thing a lot of believers do. Once they try to break through certain limits, you know, try to overcome certain delays, you know, they just get to a point where they now begin to use their tragedy to change their theology. And I say, you know what? You know, God's ways are mysterious. It's not everybody certain things will happen for. You know, God, we don't even know. I don't know his plans for me. If you want to know his plan, check the Bible. His plans are in the Bible. His plans are in the Bible. You know, I had a testimony, you know, from my, you know, my pastor. He went to minister somewhere, you know, uh, uh, a couple of years ago. And a member of that church, a woman at the age of 65, gave birth. At the age of 65. <laughs> and they asked the woman, how were you able to do that at the age of 65? She said, because the Bible said, that you shall be fruitful. And he didn't put a time limit to it. He said, God did not say be fruitful until you. He didn't say be fruitful until you are 60. And once you are 60, you can never have. He simply said be fruitful. He said he didn't put a time limit to it. So every one of us must get to that point. Right? If you are experiencing, if you are single, a mature single. And you believe that by now I should have been married. Don't accept it as your lot in life. One of the things the devil will want to do. Is to start. You see, you see the devil is very smart. Never forget that. It's very smart. Never believe the African magic, you know, display that makes you believe the devil is a dumb dumb. No, he's not. He's an angel. He's been around for thousands and thousands of years. So he has a database of information. Right? So the devil knows the scriptures. You see that in Matthew chapter 4. Right? When he was tempting Jesus. He said, you know, is he not written in the Bible? He kept giving him scriptures. So the devil can give you scripture to accept your current limitation as your destination. So if you don't know God's word for yourself, you just believe that when it brings the scripture, it will sound right in your ears. Ah, it's true. You know, maybe some of us are not. <laughs> and the moment you accept it in your mind, it will become your lot in life. So never accept a delay as your lot in life. Number two, never become envious or resentful towards those who are not experiencing your delays. Never. Never. Never become envious. Never become jealous. Or resentful towards those who are not experiencing your delays. And don't talk derogatorily about them. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's a mistake people make. Right? You are going through a phase. The people around you are not going through that phase. 
And you just feel the only way you can salvage your pain is to talk down on them. We don't even know. You know that's how people do it. When people are poor and they don't understand how some people are being blessed financially. We don't even know what they are doing. <laughs> we don't know what they are doing. You know the bottom part of what is thinking. You know. That's a proverb from where I come from. I just did the translation. We don't know what they are doing, you know. You know, this life. You know, it's not everybody that will tell you what they are doing. We don't know what they did. You know, see the person and be smiling. No, you are simply elongating the delay. That's why the Bible says, rejoice with them that rejoice. If God is doing something for your friends, if he's doing something to the people around you, and it has not yet happened in your own life, celebrate it in their life. Celebrate it in their life. It is, if it is happening to your neighbor, it's because God is in your neighborhood. If it happens to them, it will happen for you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Don't go into it. See, one thing I've come to understand about God is this. God hears your thoughts as loud as he hears your words. God hears your thoughts as loud as humans hear your words. So, if you pretend in public and say, Ah, congratulations. Ah, I'm happy for you. And in your private, say, Can you just, does she even deserve that guy? You see, God can hear it. He can hear it. He can hear it. Don't use, don't, don't try to salvage your pain by talking down others. Right? Whatever God has done for someone. Elaine Brooks, you are distracting me. You guys might move to the back if that happens again. Right? So never be envious. Never be jealous or resentful towards those who are not experiencing your delay. You might even know their past. Right? You might even know their past. Maybe, you, they, so maybe somebody lived a randy life. You had already believed that, ah, this one can never find us back. Even before this one will find us back, I must have been married ten times over. And the person married before you. And I'm like, ah, God. What kind of nonsense is this God? God, can't you see? You now begin to bring the files to God. God, they remember when we were in school, she aborted ten times. So, God, is this this one that deserves to be married? So, you are teaching God his job. God, senior. Never become jealous. You see, the devil will want to push you into that emotional state. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He will want to push you there. He will want to push you there and say, it's in your emotions, but don't allow it. Number three thing you shouldn't do when you're experiencing a delay, never accept a delay as a normal part of life. Number one, we said don't accept it as your lot. Number two, don't become envious of those who are not experiencing your delay. Number three, don't accept a delay as a normal part of life. Some people, you know, about people say things like, there is no way man will go up, go up, go up, and he will not come down one of these days. Why did you see that in the Bible? That, you know, and what some people do is they quote Job. They say, there is no way we'll get good from God and not receive evil from him. Job was not born again. Job didn't have the Bible. Job didn't understand the character of God. You and I do. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And it says, when we had an understanding of what happened behind the curtains, it's then we understood that it was Job that opened the door to the devil through his fear. It wasn't God that said, you know what, let me even afflict Job to teach him a lesson. No. Delay are not normal. It's not a normal part of life. Some people just, you know, when you're going through something, it is normal. It happens. It happens. No, it doesn't happen for everyone. When you believe it is normal, it will be your normal. It will be your normal. It will be your normal. I remember in 2020 during the lockdown and everything. When people started saying the new normal, the new normal, the new normal. One of the things I made sure in my house that we never said is the new normal. What nonsense is that? What is the new normal? The only new normal is that the path of adjustment shines brighter and brighter. It was our best year financially. Best year. 
It's new normal, new normal, new. So if you believe it, you will become it. But it's, ah, it's a new number. It's a new number. I was talking to someone during, you know, a, a couple of weeks ago, and the person was saying, you know, COVID. Ah, people are still talking about COVID now. Ah, so this is problem. You know, some people are still using COVID. The world has moved on. Some people are still using that as an excuse for stagnation. Never accept delay as a normal part of life because it is not whatever you consider as normal. Whether it is lack, whether it is abundance, whether it is sound health, whether it is ill health, or whether it is delays, it will become a normal part of your day-to-day experience. You know, some people believe that there is no way you cannot, you will not break down. And once in a while, as a human being, you should break down. Are you a car? So you should just break down once in a while. So maybe when you feel like, ah, it's normal, it's normal, it's normal. <laughs> you see, the fact that say, we can go through certain things, but we should not believe it is normal. Expect better. Are you hearing what I'm saying? When you expect short, when you experience shortage in your finances, don't say ah, it is normal. It is normal. You know, sometimes you have plenty of money. Sometimes you have uh, money is not plenty. It's not normal. There are some people that don't have an understanding of what lack is, and they are not thieves. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And they are in the same economy. Number four. This is very important. Never wait for delays to remedy itself. Never. Hmm. nothing changes except you change it are you hearing what i'm saying sometimes people just assume well it doesn't happen it will happen when it will happen ah it will happen <laughs> in fact that's where the devil wants you to throw up the white to, to wave the white flag in surrender uh-uh. if it will happen it will happen nothing changes itself if you see anything changing on the earth somebody's changing it somebody's behind it somebody's behind it driving it somebody's driving it Somebody's driving it. Nothing changes except you change it. Whatever you don't want, you don't watch. You remember the man at the pool of Bethesda? I believe that must be one of the things he has been telling himself for 38 years. It will change. One day I will get you. I will get you. John chapter 5. The Bible says that Jesus came by the pool of Bethesda and found a man that had been sick, lame, for 38 years. That was even older. Man, much years than, uh, more years than Jesus spent alive. So before Jesus was born, this man had been there celebrating anniversary in adversity. You see that? And a certain man was there, which had an infirmity. 38 years. 38 years. The guy must have believed that one of these, one day I will just be healed. No. Nothing just changes on the earth. Nothing just changes. Nothing just changes. Right? So never wait for delays to remedy itself. You must do something about it. You must do something about it. Let me talk about why people experience delays. Practical steps. You know, practical steps. Number one, let's get this out of the way. Sometimes it could be a spiritual attack. It could be. It could be. I'm not saying in all cases. But in some cases it could be. That's what the Bible says in Matthew 13 and verse 28. The Bible says, you know, uh, uh, when the uh, sower went forth and sowed wheat and everything, and his servants, his stewards, came to that field, and they saw tons growing out. He said, ah, did you plant good seeds? How come tons are growing out? And the master said, an enemy has done this. An enemy has done this. An enemy has done this. He said, so we are not trying to, you say, you'll be very ignorant to think that the devil does not exist and he doesn't afflict people. You'll be very ignorant. But at the same time, you would not live an enjoyable Christian life if you're always fighting the devil. Sometimes I look at some people's Christian life and I wonder, how do they even enjoy their life? Every day there is a demon to kill it's as if you see that God is punishing these people every day somebody must die are you an assassin spiritual assassin I don't know just 
I can just sit there and say, is this the way God wants me to live my life? You cannot be living that way and not be suspicious of everybody you come in contact with. You are going to say, you must be the one. You'll be suspicious of it. When somebody is frowning when you are happy, you say, ah, he's the one. <laughs> he's the one doing me. You can't live your life like that. You can't live your life like that as a believer. You say, go and look at the people who live their lives like that. They never truly enjoy life. Never truly enjoy life. Never. Every day there is somebody to kill in the place of prayers. Ah. It is well. <laughs> Second reason why people experience delays is an overestimation of self or what I call the partner I deserve syndrome. An overestimation of self. <laughs> you know, it's not that I expression saw my notes, you know, but I was just amazed when they were, you know, acting that out. See, and now I'm getting very practical, getting into the nitty gritty. Why people experience delays and overestimation of self? You see, let me tell you, most times I've noticed that people, you know, do this a lot. When most singles want to get married, they look at the lifestyle of people that have been married for years. I said, I want that kind of man. I want that kind of woman. When I met my wife, she was a thousand miles away from who she used to be. Some of us might know her, you know, the, uh, one of the top architects in Nigeria, you know, um, she said our first Christmas with our husband, uh, they ate a dead chicken. This is a woman that she wants to buy a poultry today. She can. Why did they eat a dead chicken? Because, you know, for the first time, they wanted to enjoy themselves. So, oh, our first Christmas as a couple. So they bought chicken, put it in the boots, closed the boot. They didn't know better. So they got home and realized the chicken was there. And there was no money to buy another one. They said, everything is good. <laughs> Slaughter the chicken I ate it. But you look at somebody like that now. Carrying Gucci bag. Gucci sunshade. Say, ah, God, it's the kind of woman I want to marry. Or you look at the guy, you know, an eligible bachelor in your own eyes. <laughs> you look at some married men. I mean, the reason why he's that attractive is because some woman or a particular woman has worked on him. Let me see, let me tell you, when you see the impute of a man in the life of a woman, and vice versa, the impute of a the difference is there. But I was not like this last year. Or two years ago. Is it two years ago now? I did get married. <laughs> two years ago, it was not like this. So, see, let me tell you, marriage improves your life if you marry right anyway. <laughs> Praise God. So, sometimes people look at married people's life and they use that to just say, ah, no, no, I, I, this is the least I can go for. The question you need to ask yourself is, how were they when they met each other? How were they? You know, because some people just look at themselves and say, no, God, you know I deserve better. Who are you? You see, that's some reason why some people have been delayed. That's why I want this to be very practical. Some people look at themselves and say, No, me, this one, a missing word, was say me, ah, you, me, no. You look at someone like the you know, you know, the former chairperson of First Bank. You know, she said when she married her husband, her husband was a civil servant. Civil servants. Not top civil servants. Normal civil servants. Many people don't because the wife is more popular. Mrs. Bumwashika is more popular. 
But even she herself, you say that her wealth is like change beside her husband's wealth. But she married him as a civil servant. Or some people just say, I know, look at those people and I say, oil and gas, banking. See, that's the kind of thing I want. Oh, so just, just good. Ah, no, 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 no. My parents didn't, you know, do that for me to just end up with one blockers. No. <laughs> Continue. See, some people are not looking for husband, they are looking for donors. They are looking for financial sponsors. That's just the truth. Because when you look at what some people will be wondering, ah, I love what the voice of God in that display was saying that you do you have half, half. You want a house in guy that has a house in Banana Island. Any eight figures. You do you even have any figure? Some people I know if they are not even any any figure. You're not looking for a husband because the Bible says two shall be better than one. You're coming into the life of that man. Will he make his life better? Because if you're not bringing anything to the table, the truth is you're not making his life better. So you don't even decide that kind of a man. So the second reason is an overestimation of self. Or what I call the partner I deserve syndrome. The partner I deserve syndrome. And people say, you know, even some, there are some ladies that will tell you that even if the guy has a car, if there's no AC in the car, I cannot marry you. So you know, this is Lagos. How can you be driving a car in Lagos that does not have AC? In Lagos? <laughs> you do even have a car. You don't even have tire. You are complaining about somebody that asked her. Number three is wasted years dating time wasters. That's why some people experience delays. And sometimes it is more, or most times it is ladies disaffect. You are in a relationship with someone for years. The guy is just flashing amber. He's not flashing green. He's not saying red. He's just amber. You know amber lights. Traffic light. You don't know where you are going. You know, some people enter relationships and say, eh, we are trying to see how it will go. Ah. You mean you have so much life to waste that you are spending time with somebody that he has not. See, let me tell you this. As a believer, I understand. All these are, see, American media has destroyed many people's life. All this idea of uh, we are dating is rubbish. I can tell you that for it is nonsense. And it has destroyed. Why you see? Before you accept something as a lifestyle, go and check the result of those who started it. So much divorce everywhere. <laughs> Praise God. Do you still like me tonight? We are here to learn the truth of God's word, right? So I love you too. I don't know who said that anyway, but I love you. <laughs> With the love of God. <laughs> Before my wife hears I say, hey, who do you love? Don't worry, my wife has a good service. She won't have that problem. Praise God. You know, see, as a lady, don't allow a guy waste time around you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? If a guy is... Let me tell you this. Guys don't just act nice. Today he bought ice cream for you. Next week he sends credits. He calls you in the morning. How was your night? Are you my guardian angel? If you have been doing that for one month, ask him, Uncle, what do you want? You see, a guy that knows what he wants, right? If he doesn't say it at that point, he will look for an opportunity to say it as soon as possible. The guy said, No, I'm just friends. Ah, you are not my friend. I have friends. Most because you know what happens. Most times when you have such people around you as a lady, 
potential guys will see the space as being occupied. And the person there is a time waster. And some people do it unconsciously. You know, there are some guys that they are just ladies guys. You know, they just like to, you know, take picture with this person, you know, post everything. You know, you don't think he's interested in you. That's who he is. He's just friendly with everybody. So he's, ah, he's friendly with me. He calls me. He's calling 10 other people like that. Or maybe, so if the guy is a little bit financially resourced, you know, you have built your expectation around him. I said, ah, hey, when he says, ask me out like this, I'll just say yes immediately. I'll not even come back, go back to receive response. How do they say it? <laughs> Immediately, I'll say yes. You wait one year, nothing. Two years, nothing. Three years, nothing. And some people have come and gone, come and gone. And you're still building your expectation around this one. So sometimes people experience expectations because of time wasters. And it is not only ladies that experience time wasters. Guys also experience time wasters. You see, don't be deceived to think that it's every lady that wants to marry on time. It's not every lady. So you see, in this age and time, especially with this feminist nonsense, some ladies don't want to marry you. They just like your company. Huh? They just like your company. They like the fact that you spend time together. You gist. You take them to the movies. You know, you don't know that they are banners. You know, what does that mean in English? They are collecting your money and spending it for you. Because they can see that you have no investment sense. You just feel like you are a charitable organization. So, you don't have money, you don't have anything you want to do, use your money for. So, therefore, you want to go to the... Ah, no problem, let's go. We help you. <laughs> help you expend your money. There are some people like that. So, then you now say, you know, uh, you now want to start saying, say, no, ah, uh, well, you are my brother now. <laughs> brother. <laughs> Before they zone you, better avoid time. So ladies can also waste your time. So it happens both ways. So avoid time wasters. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Avoid time wasters. Avoid time. You see, I'll say something about dating earlier. The world tells you that you date multiple people and you now decide on who you want. That's not scriptural. And we live by the word, not by American media. American media says you go into a relationship because you already know this relationship will work. Not that you are trying to check if it will work. That's why you have to be led by the Spirit. That's why you must know what you want. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now some of those things are made clear in the place of building friendship. When you have friends, you get to know people. You see, one of the things I've seen a lot of singles do is that most times they like somebody and they zone the person out. This one. And that will now be the only friend. Every other person becomes inconsequential. When this doesn't work, they will now start with somebody else. Ah! is going on. Our friends, we don't even have a relationship at the back of your mind. One of them will stand out. One of the days when you are ready to get married, one person will stand out. But don't just isolate one person and say, ah, this one. Don't do that. They may be wasting your time, but don't be your own lifetime waster. And let me tell you this, time wasters are destiny wasters. Because your life is measured in time. Anytime you lose, you can't recover. That time once it's gone, it's forever gone. It's forever gone. It's forever gone. Right? The fourth reason why people experience delays is lack of readiness and preparation. Lack of readiness and preparation. Psalm 34 and verse 11. The Bible says, No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. So sometimes when it seems as if God is withholding certain things, it might be that it's because we are not ready for it. Let me tell you, when people say things like in the place of God, you know I'm old enough to marry. You cannot be old enough to be married. Let me explain what I mean by that. God does not do things based on age index. 
For instance, can you be old enough to be a pilot? And God, you know I should be a pilot by now. Why? Because I'm old enough to be a pilot. God, I'm old enough to be a soldier. You will prepare for it. You will learn to be a soldier. Your age is inconsequential. So there are some people at 20. Their wisdom, the knowledge they have acquired about marriage is more than that of someone who is 50. Who knows nothing about marriage. As far as God is concerned, that person that is 20 is more ready for marriage than the person that is 50 and knows nothing about marriage. Am I making sense? So it's not about your age. It's about your readiness. Are you ready for it? Are you prepared for it? There are certain things that if you are blessed with and you are not prepared for, it can become a burden and a cause. Or so, for instance, someone has never driven a car before. You have never owned a car before. You are even earning less than 100,000. And you have a Mercedes Benz. It is not a blessing. It's going to be a burden. Servicing the car alone will wipe out three months of your salary. Say, God, give me G-Wagon. Give me G-Wagon. Do you have what it takes to maintain G-Wagon now? Huh? Sometimes we don't know this. Just say, oh God, but, and you say, I'm old enough. I'm old enough. It's not about being old enough. It's about, are you prepared enough? Are you prepared enough? Are you prepared enough? It's about readiness. You look at someone like Eliab. When God sent Samuel to the house of Jesse to anoint a king over Israel. You know, the Bible says that when Samuel got there, he saw Eliab and said, Ah, behold the anointed of the Lord. And God said, No, I've rejected him. I've rejected him. When did God reject him? Because to reject something means we have tested that thing. You tried that thing. That thing was an option. I said, no, not this one. So when did God check him out? The guy had an attitude problem. How did I know? The day that this father and Jesus sent David to the battlefield to give his brothers food, when he saw David, he said, what did you leave our father's few sheep with? Look at how we describe his father's form of livelihood. What the father is using to feed him. Few sheep. He's a man that had no value for things. Few sheep. What David gave his life for. A lion came after those few sheep. But David didn't see it as few sheep. He endangered his life to save one of it. But as far as he's concerned, who did he leave those few sheep with? So God checked him out and rejected him. So you see, some people say, God, just test me. Test me with this guy. God, test me. You know, I will be a good wife. He, is test- he has tested you. Yes, and he said, some of us, a, some, a delay could even be a blessing. Because God is trying to wait for you to get prepared. You see, because God doesn't want you to go in and come out. Because some people think that a divorce is like a breakup. No, it's not. If there's the people that have gone through it, you will not want your enemy to go through it. It's not a nice experience. It's not a good experience. So sometimes God wants to work on you. He wants you to, wants you to learn. You see, the least part of marriage is the wedding. It is. But unfortunately, that is where most people put their attention. And they are thinking of, I want to get married. The only thing they are thinking about is that wedding, that day. The tuxedo and the wedding dress. It is more than that. (laughs) After that day, people will leave you to your troubles. Whether you paid for the hall, it's not their business. Whether you bought God the hall in debt. Whether the gown was rented. They don't care. As you see, we attended a wedding over the weekend. And that was, I'm missing. We just paid attention to everybody there. We're just pressing their phone and gisting. As the pastor was preaching, nobody was listening. You're going to death to feed those people. They don't even care. And people say, ah, no, my wedding. Everyone must know and atmosphere feel it. Everyone knows nothing. 
Lack of readiness and preparation. Next is ignorance. Ignorance. Ignorance concerning how to hear God's voice as regards who to marry. Ignorance. 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 <clears throat> also ignorance as regards how to position yourself to be found. As a lady, we don't encourage you asking a guy out. You know why? A man naturally is wired to value what he goes for. Not what comes to him on a platter of gold. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Ladies, don't make that mistake. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It get wild. Get wild. Get wild. The moment you say it, your level of respect will just go. Ah, so she, one day something will come and you, you imagine something comes and say, Are you not the one that asked me out? Can you recover from that? Every of the esteem you have built for years, everything will just fizzle out. Don't do it though. That's why a wise woman by the name of Naomi told Ruth, We are going to get this guy more, but let me tell you how. Don't tell him anything, but just position yourself. Position yourself to be found. As a woman, you can be positioned. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There's something called strategic positioning. But don't go and be saying. And if your position, position, position is not getting it, really position. It means they can never get it. Because some guys are not so smart. They are are positioning, but he's not seeing anything. You will teach him for the rest of your life. Also, people experience delays because of ignorance of how to find the right person to marry. Ignorance of how to find, ignorance of how to hear God's word, right? Ignorance of how to position yourself to be found. Ignorance of how to find. Are you sure this is better? Hallelujah. Okay. So, ignorance, ignorance, ignorance sometimes causes delays. Ignorance sometimes causes delays, right? So, ignorance of how to hear God's word. God's voice as regards who to marry, ignorance about how to position yourself to be found, and ignorance on how to find the right person to marry. So in the next few minutes I have, I want to talk about practical steps to finding someone to marry. Practical steps, practical steps, practical steps. Because when you find someone to marry, the delay ends, right? Right? Mm -hmm. So number one, be the one someone else wants to marry. Be the one. Be the one. Be the one. Be the one. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, be the one. Most times people are looking for something, but they are not asking themselves, if that person, if I eventually find that person, will the person want to marry somebody like me? So somebody that you want in Banana Island, uh, somebody any eight figures, is not looking for somebody any zero figure. Forget all this Cinderella story that a prince came from a castle, went into the slum to look for one girl, one orphan, you know, and bought a shoe for her. Did he even buy the shoe? I can't even remember the story. Huh? She lost her shoe. So he now went to look, he now went to look for look for the owner of the shoe. It only happens if we are detail. It's not real. It's not real. So this idea of one guy will just come, you know, in a G Wagon come to my area. And just say I'm looking for uh, forget about all those things. It only happens in movies. Am I making sense? So it is not wrong to desire a particular type of person societally or financially. But one thing you must do is you must now be the kind of person that can attract that kind of person. 
There are some people that currently, uh, in your current state, they can never be attracted to you. Rightfully or wrongfully so. But some people can never. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You may even never meet. How do you want to meet? You need to be in the circle to meet certain types of people. They are saying, God, God, I want this kind of person. You know, the guy that's... You must become what you are looking for in order to attract it. Magnets don't attract wood. Because there is nothing on the inside of the wood to attract it. It only attracts iron. It attracts things on... Oh, what's this thing? They call, what the, is it elements? Um, this chemistry table? I can't remember. Periodic table. Ah, you must be close. If you put a magnet to this flower, it will never attract it till eternity. So people are looking for magnets. They are flowers. You can never attract. And it's not a function of prayer. That prayer you are praying is spiritual manipulation. That's witchcraft. It's not kingdom prayer. Because there is nothing. There is just nothing that... See, even if you force certain things to happen and you are not on the same wavelength, you may not enjoy that marriage. That's just the truth. If you have not upgraded yourself to be a particular kind of person, you see, and you want someone, you see, praise God. You see, sometimes you need to look in the mirror and ask yourself, if you were the person that you want to attract, would you marry who you currently are? People don't like to tell themselves the truth. Many are looking for people who they naturally repel and they begin to wonder why their prayers are not being answered. You are trusting God for a kind of person that when the person sees your kind of person, the person naturally repels you. The person finds you repulsive. It's not that something is wrong with you, but it's that you have not worked to on yourself to attract that kind of person. I hear what I'm saying. You see, the Holy Spirit taught me something like two, three years ago. He said there are relationships you don't run after, you succeed into. There are relationships you don't run after. Let me tell you this. There are people that if you want to meet now, they will not want to have anything to do with you. There's someone I've respected from a distance. Respected so much. You know, someone I consider to be a model. I've always wanted to meet this person, but I, just, I knew that it was not time. If that kind of relationship is initiated, I will lose it. I waited for a particular time that, you know, and eventually when I initiated it, when the person carried out the research on me, so, okay, so this is someone I can meet. People are not stupid. I hear what I'm saying. It's just that in this age and time, parents are now more concerned about what to wear. For one day, they no longer care about the future of their children. In the, in the generation of our own parents, you come home with a guy, they will ask for his name, ask for his compound name, ask for his area. It's not that they are interested in gathering information. They want to carry out the research on him. But today, parents just ask, does he have a job? Thank God. So, when is wedding? All research, nothing. Be the person someone else will want to marry. Are you hearing what I'm saying? How do you become that kind of a person? Be the person physically. That is in your physical appearance. In your physical appearance. Let me tell you, there's nobody that is not beautiful and there's nobody that is not handsome. 
It's about how you present yourself. It was Abraham Lincoln that said, the moment you are above 18, you are not DNA. is responsible for your looks. It's not DNA. You are. You're the one responsible for your looks. So invest in your appearance. Invest in your appearance. Invest in your appearance. The kind of person you are trusting God for, right? How, what kind of a person do those kind of people attract physically? You look at someone like Joseph. Joseph would have said, ah, is it not from prison I'm coming from? Pharaoh knew they are bringing, knows they are bringing me from the prison. Huh? Let me just go and appear before Pharaoh. No! He knew he was appearing before greatness. He couldn't have looked like a prisoner. An investment in your appearance is an investment in your destiny. Never forget that. Your clothes, your appearance is a messenger. You speak so loudly before you ever have the opportunity of opening your mouth. We just say, it doesn't matter. It's my heart. It's my heart. <laughs> it's God that's in your heart. Too. And since you don't want to marry God, human beings will always look on the outside. Even Prophet Samuel, as anointed as he was, he was deceived by the looks of Eliab. He was going to anoint him. God had to tell him, no, I've rejected him. Say, eh, rejected him. So who is the king? Samuel was deceived by appearance, by looks. As long as we are on this earth, people will always be moved by looks. Some people might need to go to grooming school. Can we be real? Grooming school. Because you want to, you are trusting God for a great man. You are trusting God for a great woman. You might need to go to grooming school. Grooming school is a substitution for what you should have learned growing up, but nobody taught you. So we teach you how to sit. How to laugh, how to eat. I don't go for a buffet. Everything is silent, and we are hearing your mouth. Some dust can be eternally close to you because of that. Because they wonder ah, if we invite him now, he will, he will disgrace us. That there is a way to eat, there's a way to use cutlery. That you don't hold a fork like a knife, you don't hold a knife like you want to butcher a cow. <laughs> see, some of these things sound funny. And people say, it was all this, does this really matter? It matters. I'm telling you, it matters. Because I'm not just speaking to your current you, I'm speaking to your future you. The greatness in you is what I'm speaking to. There are people, let me tell you this, there are people that you want to, when I want to go to some places, I'm careful about who I take to some places. That's just the truth. I first think, where am I going? Who can fit in? That's just the honest truth. I love everybody. I appreciate everybody. But there are places, there are people you can take to some places and the door of the place you took them to will be closed against them and you. I'm serious. I remember there was a time, you know, my pastor is someone that is a man of few words. And I've learned to understand him in 19 years of followership. He doesn't need to talk, I understand. I remember there was a day I was going to meet him, you know, take him somewhere. You know, we're supposed to go somewhere together. And when I got outside his house, I said, we are outside. He's a very smart man. We. Who is we? I waited outside for 30 minutes. He didn't open the gate. It was when he was ready. Because he didn't know who I was bringing. Some of you, they say, they invite you to someone. You carry crown. They know maybe it's a robber you are bringing. 
Since that day, I learned my lesson. If you say, I am coming, you should be I that shows up, not we. See, these little things, these are things they will teach you in grooming school. How to manage access. How to talk. There is a way you talk to people that are great. There is a way you talk to friends. The people above you are not your friends. They may be friendly, but they are not your friends. They will teach you understanding the hierarchy of life. I saw a picture today and it just blew my mind. The former president, President leaning before the sworn in Olu of Wari yesterday. Do you know how old President Obasanjo is? The new Olu of Wari is just 37. Leaning as in not with one leg. Full leaning what? It's monarchy. You can't appear before you and say, Oh, mommy, my son. Who's that? We bond you out. Some of you are trusting God for people that, you know, a great man, you know, a man that will rule the world. You must know these things. That's why you see that some men, I'm not supporting that lifestyle, I never will. That's why some men get to some places and they feel they need to upgrade their wives. Or their wife. I say, ah, no, my, this one that I have. Ah, <laughs> does the shot against me. If I continue, ah, no, 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 we must upgrade. Because the things we are supposed to learn, you didn't learn it. They married you out of pity. See, don't let anybody marry you out of sympathy. As a man or as a woman. Let them marry you out of value. Ah, ah I must not miss this one. Because of the investment you have made into yourself. Praise the Lord. So also invest in yourself intellectually, spiritually, socially. Some people say they are trusting God for... You know, when they describe the kind of person they are looking for spiritually. You know, that also, they also acted that. You are trusting God for a spiritual giant, but you are immediate. They say, you will be, she, she. You know, there are some guys that just believe, my wife, eh? have you met my babe? She can pray you. Eh? <laughs> I'm covered. You are not covered anything. I'm not covered. You think you are, you are not. As a man, a man should be the spiritual head of the home. A guy you are encouraging to go to church is a marital problem. If nobody will tell you, I am telling you now. He goes to church twice in a year. At crossover service. And at Easter. That's a problem waiting to happen. How will he raise your children? I believe you know that according to biblical standard, it is the man that should raise his children, not the wife. It's the man that should put values. It's the man that should have a vision for his own. But a man that you are the one giving vision. <laughs> ah, yeah, let's, let's pray, let's pray. Some men, it's their wife that's telling them, let's pray in the evening. Let's have family altar. They say, I'm tired. You are tired? Before God substitutes you, you better play your role well. You know, in some homes, the women have been forced to take responsibility of their chief because the man has refused to assume, assume responsibility. And it's not right. Be the kind of person they want to marry financially. Are you hearing what I'm saying? As a woman trusting God for marriage, you want to plan wedding, you are told, oh, by this time I want to get married. I hope you are not just waiting for a guy that will undo the bills. 
Including what you will hear from Metutu and what all your family members will wear. In some culture, it is acceptable, but in our kingdom, the kingdom of God, it is not. Are you hearing what I'm saying? One will chase a thousand and two will chase ten thousand. That's what the Bible says. Your coming together should be for a better life. Don't be a burden, be a blessing. The man might not need it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He might even want to, no, 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 let me sort it out, you know. I value you that much, but at least have something to add. Some people are planning for wedding with zero bank account balance. And the bank removes charges, monthly charges. It now becomes minus. So you have nothing. Intellectually, don't be looking for somebody who is mentally sound. And you are always watching Z-World. You have a problem. Are you hearing what I'm saying? This is it. I, you know, I like this. I've tried to be a very diplomatic person, but it doesn't work. I like telling people the truth. So you see this guy, every time you visit him, he's always watching CNN, Bloomberg, CNBC. When he visits you, it's Kotwaye. And you're always watching. You know. Um, what's all those films now? You know. I don't know him because we never watch it in my house. Never. Who wants to watch it? It's even if it is active, you will watch it. <laughs> Praise God. Number two, know what you are looking for. When my time is up, I'm going to stop because I honestly can't finish this tonight. Know what you are looking for. Know what you are looking for. Know what you are looking for. You must know what you are looking for. You must. You must. And it is not about what society says you should look for. Some people are looking for the kind of person that will be acceptable to their family. Now, I'm not saying that your family should not accept who you want to marry. But marry for yourself, not for people. Marry for yourself, not for people. When I wanted to marry my wife, I didn't marry my wife because of Gateway Church. So I didn't look for a momiji I married that for myself, not for church. Because after service, you all go. There are people that go, know who fits my office, you know. As, as a senior pastor. I need mommy pastor. <laughs> you know, T.D. Jakes was told by his friend. I don't know if I ever told you guys. T.D. Jakes, Bishop T.D. Jakes was told by his friend. His friends. That Sarita Jakes is not a good option for him. Why? Because she's not a pastor. She can't pray. Have you seen that Jesus preached before? She can't sing. He said a pastor's wife must be able to sing. At least lead worship. Or preach. When you cannot preach. I've never forced my wife to preach. If preach is not part of your calling, enjoy yourself. It's not, it's, it's not a delay. It's not a family inheritance. As pastor does not preach, the person that must preach next automatically is first lady. It doesn't have to be. I'm not saying it is wrong where they do it, but me, I married my wife for myself, not for church. So know what you want. Know what you want. You know, the sister of Moses looked at him and said, Why will you marry Zipporah? And that was why God smote her with leprosy, Miriam. I read your Bible, it's there. It's like, how can how you I know, shouldn't marry somebody like this? And God said, Are you on the same level? Even if Moses is wrong, he's not in your place to correct him. 
I can talk to Moses. I can correct him. So if your father cannot correct you, how will correct you? It was Moses that was not talking to God. God, <laughs> please heal her. God said, no. Let her experience the shame. Had leprosy. They sent her out of the camp for days. That's what she will learn a lesson. You don't marry for people. You marry for yourself. Some people don't like some ladies, but because their mother likes the girl. He said, since my mom, your mom might die in some years time. And you will be left with your decision. I'm not telling you super, I'm telling you what I know. There is somebody, you know, by God's grace, in the month of October, one of the things we're also planning is we're going to be having a singles dinner. Praise God. You're not excited about that. We're going to be having a singles dinner. But it will not be free, you. Uh-huh. Let me see that. We're going to be having this. And one of the people that we're going to be having around, you know, because it's not going to be streamed live. You know, the person says she wants to share her experience as long as her face is not going to be out there. So even that day, I'm going to ensure every phone, nobody must record anything. Each time this person shares her experience with, I'm always like, what? She lives a life of regrets. The person she got married to, she got married to the person because of her dad. After the wedding, the dad died two months later. She has never enjoyed their marriage for one day. You don't marry because of people. You marry because of yourself. Who, you, 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 you. Who do you want? Society says you must look for slay mama. Before your destiny is slain, you better tell yourself the truth. Do I want slay mama? I want slay mama. Some people don't, you see, the fact that everybody is looking this way does not mean that should be your daughter. Some people don't like women using nails, you know, we got those things. They just want a lady that is simple, no earring, no jewelry. Go for it! Also because everybody now must use long eyelashes. I like that. Even the eye is painting her. But you too, she wants to prove, you want to prove I'm feeling among. It should be for see, and the message some people are making be you, be yourself. Who you are is what some people are looking for. But because you are trying to fit into societal standard, the person misses you. So know what you are looking for. 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 Number three, as I begin to round up, know where to look. Know where to look. Know where to look. Abraham gave his servant Eliezer strict instructions on where to get a wife for his son Isaac. He gave him strict instructions. He said, this is where you go. He said, what if she doesn't want to come back with me? He said, then that's fine. Let her go. But there is a place to find. There are places where you find some particular set of people. I have a friend, you know, very smart guy. You know, he got to a point where he was going to go into politics. He was one of the people to watch out for in the next 20 years. <laughs> smart guy. He got to a point, he had to leave Lagos. He had to, in fact, he's one of the guys that made the past president, the current president, I said, ah, I said past president, current president to become president. He had to move from Lagos to Abuja. He just go to him and say, you see, guy, you're not supposed to be in Lagos. You can't. And when he moved to Lagos, you know, he just started penetrating into some places. Some of those, you can't do it from Lagos because Lagos is not power center. In the same way you marry, there are things, there are some people you cannot find in certain places. You can't find some people in certain places. If they're looking for a spirit, cocoa, man or woman, it's most likely church convention you will find them. Are you hearing what I'm saying? 
He said, you want a man of God, a, a man that prays, you know, prays for five hours. You can't see him in the club. Can you that you are always going to the club every Friday night? You won't see him there. So you want a guy that sounds intellectually, you know, likes reading, you know, and you are always indoors. You will most likely meet him at a, a, book, a, book, a book club, right? A book club or a bookstore. I remember there was a time I went shopping for books. Not my own number one shopping. <laughs> you know, with First Lady, you know, on the highland. And we met this particular woman, a grandma with her grandchildren. Lovely family. This woman is very old. But she looks so young. She came to buy books. I told my wife, I said, that's why she still looks this way. People from where I come from at this age, you are not reading anything. You are planning to die. So what's there to learn again? My time is almost up. What is there to learn? So even our grandchildren found her engaging. Because grandma is still learning. So some people, what's the age she particularly is as if they themselves they are inviting death. You know, what's left in this world? What's I mean? They give God time. As if the Bible says by 60 or 70 you should die. It was David that said 70, not God. God said 120. He said, with long life I will satisfy you. You should live to the point of satisfaction. You should be the one to, you know, Apostle Paul said, should I go, should I stay? As a believer, that's how to live. Nowhere to look. Nowhere to look. Nowhere to look. Hmm? For instance, you can't want to be a big name in Nigerian music industry and your base is Akure. <laughs> Except you want to be singing Aluju. No, you can't. It's your base will be Lagos. There's nobody that's blown in Nigerian music industry. It's Lagos. For instance, you want to blow in the movie industry in the US. You go to LA. Not Texas. You want to do Hoi, you go to Texas. You want to do politics, you go to Washington. Many people expect to be where they are and God will bring it to me. Say, what is mine will not pass me by. It might be passing you by. So nowhere to look. Nowhere to look. Nowhere to look. Factors that influence the people you meet. The friends you have. Huh? So let me tell you this. The kind of person you will marry is reflective in the kind of friends you already have. And they are friends. You won't marry a stranger it will be within your circle of influence. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It is somebody that will know somebody that, even if they don't do a direct introduction, it is true. So, you know, do you understand? The friends you have, the places you go, these things influence the kind of people you meet. This is influence the kind of people you meet. And last but not the least, hmm, I'm looking for the one to pick for the last one. Um, okay, let me say this. Be friendly. Be friendly. Be friendly. You can't be a single and not be friendly. Are you hearing what I'm saying? My people say, you know, ah, my personality, I just like keeping to myself. That cannot be your personality. Are you hearing what I'm saying? See, no matter what your personality is, you must develop a friendly personality. Meet people outside of your circle of influence and be courteous. Don't be in the spirit all the time. You know the spirit I'm talking about. Some people are always in the spirit. They don't see human beings. 
How do I know they don't see human beings? They don't greet them. So obviously, for you not to greet someone, it means you didn't see the person. Yesterday, you know, I was somewhere, you know, and some of our leaders I went with, I said, did you notice the culture in this place? Everybody is greeting somebody. Including the gateman, everybody is greeting. As if they knew us. Good afternoon, sir. Bless you. I said, ah, it's a good culture. I said, I want this kind of culture in our church. Because I cannot beat my chest and say we have that culture. It's a bad thing. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You can't be single and you are not friendly. You're always wearing a long face. I said we have a long way to go. Every time people see you, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you kiss Daniel? Are you okay? All the time they will be asking her, what are you going through that nobody has gone through before? They look at some people, they are lost in thoughts. Say, are you okay? Ah, I'm okay, I'm okay. What are you thinking about? Nothing. We knew you were thinking about something. What is it? Even God in heaven is laughing. The Bible says, he that sits in the level shall laugh. If God gives his responsibility for 30 seconds, you might die. <laughs> Be cautious. Meet people. Be friendly. Huh? You are a human being. Be a human being for once. I'll be a Christian. Even the Christian, we can't hear. All the time, you are always speaking in tongues. It's God you are speaking to. You know, the Bible says, He that speaks in an unknown tongue. I say, He speaks to God. People don't understand you. So maybe you go and marry God. And God is not looking for a wife or a husband. All the time. Some of these things sound funny, but it is true. When people see you, greet them with a smile. Someone just, ah, that lady, that guy, is always smiling, always smiling. Hey, I know somebody, she's always smiling. Would you like to meet her? Nobody has ever introduced someone. I know this girl, she's always frowning. <laughs> Are you want to introduce me? Are you alright? <laughs> No, I don't want her. I don't want somebody that we add to my body. That's what I just said in my language. I don't want someone that we add to my body. Laugh. Meet people. Be friendly. There is nothing you are going through that nobody has gone through. Ah. I don't like people wearing a long face around me. I will always ask, is everything okay? Like, Pastor, why are you asking? Because you don't look normal. <laughs> normal people don't wear faces like this. Ah. Because I don't know, maybe I've offended you. Sometimes I even ask people morally, I hope I've not offended you. Because this one that you are frowning. Ah, don't come for me, please. <laughs> be friendly, just meet people. Let people be excited to meet you. Nobody, must, nobody wants to marry pain. Whether male or female, nobody wants to marry. You might be going through pain. Let people meet you. They now find out what you are going through. Say, what? You are going through this? And you have this good attitude? Wow. Not that they hear your pain. Say, eh, so are you the only one? So be friendly. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. neighbor. Be, friendly. Be, friendly. be friendly. Be friendly. You look at Rebecca when she met Eliezer. Huh? She was courteous. Fetched water for the guy. It was not the guy she married. But it was the guy that connected her to her husband. And let me say this. For those of us that are doing well financially. Hmm? This is not part of my point, but just I just feel I should say it. When you are single and you like someone, don't be talking money in their presence. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying? Ladies and guys, are you hearing what I'm saying? You meet someone under one month, they already know all your investment and assets. Is that thing they want to marry you or not you? When you are talking to your clients, move away. Just say, excuse me, go to the restroom. Don't be discussing deals in the presence of someone that you have not agreed to marry. Say, ah, no more. Say, you should have sent that five million now. It's only two you sent. Say, five million. Eh, I will say yes. Eh? <laughs> and you look at, you know. You know, so don't discuss fine. You look at someone like Eliaza. Uh, Abraham's servant. Was he Eliaza? Right? I think so. Abraham's servant. So to be sure I'm not saying the wrong thing, right? Abraham's servant. When Abraham sent him to look for a wife for Isaac, the Bible says everything he went with, the gold, the silver, he didn't show it until Rebekah decided that she wanted to marry Isaac. He now brought out the gold. He didn't bring out the gold first. He didn't bring out the gold. Let people even have something to know. Not within first one, two weeks. They have told them, I have land in Mui. I have one in Abiyoguta. I have one in, you know. I'm a single lady, but I like to invest. <laughs> you have made yourself an attraction for predators. Maybe he does not have a land anywhere. Nobody has bought a land before in his generation. Say, ah, this is the key to breaking free from poverty. If I marry her, it becomes our land. No longer her land. So, <laughs> this one, I shall marry this one. Sometimes it's not even deliberate. But maybe out of survival instinct, you have influenced the guy's thinking. I can say, ah, single lady, doing well. Me, I'm Belon. We are still begging God. Say, ah, we die here. And you can say that you are single, you know, you are. What's it? You, you, you will start becoming more friendly. But when you eventually, because you see, when the motive is wrong, it will eventually show up. It is when you now get married, the real attitude will now show up. That's why sometimes people say things like, you know, why is it that rich people don't want, you know, their children to marry, you know, their daughters or their sons to marry people from poor backgrounds? It's because they are not sure of your motive. It's not that rich people don't like poor people or people. They are not sure. Why do you want to marry my son or my daughter? Is it because of our family? They are not sure. So they would rather they marry somebody that is in the same societal level where nobody is trying to get something. I hear what I'm saying. I wanted to say more, but my time is up. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the seed of your word that has been sown in our hearts. The grace to be a doer of this and let it be released alongside. That will not just laugh. We will not just learn, but we will put these things to work in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because your people, every single under the sound of my voice, you will help everyone to make the right decisions in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because tonight every delay comes to an end. Thank you because you will show us the part we need to play, even to step into your plans and purpose for our lives as concerning our marriages. We give you the thanks and we give you the praise. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen and amen. Everybody say amen. Amen. Have you been blessed? Was it worth it? Alright. So questions, questions, questions. Okay, we have a rating. Please let's ask questions. Not that one time everybody will now start asking at the same time. Please. Um, Where can you get grooming school? I mean the address. Oh, Dyke. That's a good one. Can we celebrate that person? I don't, you know, that's a doer of the word. 
Some people had that minute ago. They've even forgotten that I mentioned anything grooming school. There is one, um, there's um etiquette place. You can check that on Instagram. Etiquette place, right? Um, like one of my sisters will say that it's not etiquette, it's etiquette. That's one of the things they teach you there. But if I say etiquette now, some of us will know what do pastors say. <laughs> so let me say the language you understand. <laughs> you know, so um, you can check that on Instagram or you can even search on Google um, grooming class or etiquette you know, schools in Lagos. Just search for it. Some of it will show up. And check the reviews. Because if somebody wants to teach you what they don't have, you know, you have entered one chance. So check reviews. Check reviews. By no of etiquette place by coin or something like that. You know, etiquette place by coin. There's a particular lady that I know that does that. Then there is one, ah, I can't remember the name. I think it's Etiquette School or something, you know. But I can't remember. But check online. Check on Instagram, you know. And um, check on Instagram. Check on Google. And one of the ways you know if something is real, check the comments. Check the reviews, right? All right. What's your take on arranged marriage, please? Well, some people... It's a very good question, you know. But personally, you know, when we say arranged, what do we mean by arranged? Is that the people have not met themselves, you know, as on the day of the wedding they meet each other? Because arranged get levels. Uh, there's arranged of we introduce you to each other, right? There's nothing wrong in that. Someone can introduce you to someone, right? It's not that they are putting a gun to your head to marry the person, but never marry somebody you have not seen. I never marry someone you have not known for minimum of six months to one year. No matter how desperate you are, it is better to wait for that time frame than to pay for it for the rest of your life, right? So, when you mean arranged marriage, I want to believe that these people they have met, they know each other, and whatever it is that is arranged, it must still be your decision. Nobody should decide for you who to marry. I remember I put something up online that marriages don't work by prophecy. And somebody responded, said, It depends on who is prophesying. I already know that person will have marital issue. I'm waiting for them to come for counseling. Even God will not, you see, when God brought Eve, huh? God did not. I go and read the Bible. It was not God that said, "Adam, this is your wife." It was Adam that said, "This is." It was the one that agreed and said, "I want to marry this one." So no matter how anoint, even if the man of God is dripping glory or dripping anointing, ah, nobody has the right to tell you this is who you must marry. Ultimately, it's your decision. It is your decision, right? So whatever the arrangement is, just make sure it's your decision. All right. Anybody wants to use a mic? people always shy to ask questions so i want to assume we don't have questions okay please if you don't ask now don't ask me after <laughs> i've been preaching since morning i want to rest so if you don't ask now it means you don't really want to ask all right so i spoke about the book how to find the right person to marry okay there's somebody here by the right um how to, do we um do we have it in the office how to find the right person to marry in case anybody wants to get it you know everything that has to do with finding the right person to marry you gets it in the book very practical and straightforward all right okay praise the lord Hallelujah. my name is oinda mala all right i want Good to evening. ask that okay if a guy is um always okay if a guy is always helping you doing things for you like if you need this he gives you and he tells you that 
Okay, fine. He has asked you how. He asked the lady how before, and the lady said, uh, "We can't work out." And the guy said, "Okay, I just like you, and let us be friends." But he's giving you things that you are saying that is too much. Is it that he will later come back and say, "Ah, oh yeah, will you marry me?" And you must marry, or should that should the person stop collecting that stuff? Ah. Mm. Uh? They should collect it. <laughs> should the person keep collecting? What do you think? Huh? We should collect it. We should not collect. I'm asking so I will know the kind of people I'm pastoring. <laughs> I want to know so I will know where my prayer and preaching should start from. <laughs> You see, if the guy, the question is, was he giving you things before he asked you out? Were you guys were still friends? The answer is no. So, if he's giving you things, he's trying to alter your decision. He's trying to influence it. And so, wisdom says, you see, because let me tell you, especially let me tell you how it works. Number one, someone is giving you things you don't want to marry the person. Why do you still have a strong relationship to the point that the person can still be giving you things? Why do you still have that, you know? Because number one, you are putting yourself at a position of disadvantage. Because any other guy that wants to come around you will believe that you are in a relationship. Because if you are not in a relationship, why are you collecting this much? Right? So even a good guys around you don't notice that. And a guy eventually shows up. And you say, oh, it was the guy that bought me this phone. It was the guy that did this. How do you convince that guy there was nothing between you? So most times, you see, guys, you see, the, men, the way men think is different from the way women think. Go. A guy does not just sow seeds where he's not expecting to reap a harvest. Guys don't just do that. Even if he's the son of the richest man in the world, guys don't just do that. So if he's giving you the fattening of a chicken is for Christmas. It's not out of the kindness of the heart of the farmer. Aha. Uh-huh. So, and even morally, it is not right. Morally, it is not right. You know, you don't want anything, you don't want to have anything to do with this guy. He's giving you stuff. Just tell him, you know, let's put a stop to this thing. Right? Sorry, sir. Another question. Okay. What of if, um, okay, this lady and this guy, they've been in a relationship. And due to lack of communication, okay, due to you did not call me, you did not call me, and um, they they did not talk for like two months. The guy did not talk to the to the lady for like two months. Or no, a guy picked the lady's call, and it was her brother. And the guy thought it was another guy, so he did not talk to her for like two months. Now the guy now came back later, and he's now saying that both of them are at fault. They should. Um, rectify it. But the guy is behaving abnormal. The guy is still pestering that lady that God showed him. That God showed him that when he asked for a wife and he slept, and God showed him that lady. And the guy is still pestering. And the guy's attitude is not good. Should the lady accept? If his attitude is not good before marriage, his attitude will not be good in marriage. So a guy that is ticked off because somebody else picked the lady's call that you are not even married to when they eventually hand over that lady to him and somebody picks the call he will beat her that's just the truth he would have done it before he realized what he did 
you know, it's just a little bit like the drama. <laughs> but it will happen. Praise God. You said something about over-emphasizing your importance. What if all the guys come in are not your type or up to your standard? Do you give in because you are not supposed to overhype yourself? I didn't say overhype yourself. I was not over. Did, did, did I say anything like that? Aha. Uh-huh. What I said, right? You see, let me put it. Let 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 me create a balance to it. The partner I deserve syndrome. I remember using that word. You know. Before you say you deserve something and already balance it even in the message, you yourself as an individual, uh, do you have what you are desiring? Because some people just have this, you know, um, high sounding, you know, out of reach goals that when they compare themselves to what they are looking for, they themselves are a thousand miles from it. That person and they themselves. You see, so for instance, someone is saying, a guy that has a car, even you, you don't have a driver's license. You have no, you've never driven a bicycle, not to talk of a car. You know, but you say, no, I, I deserve a guy that drives a Lamborghini. No, you don't deserve that kind of person. The truth be told, you don't. So we're not saying just go for anybody, right? But at least have the correct estimation of yourself. Do you understand? You can't attract what you have not put in yourself. You can't. That's why I say, say, let's just be realistic, right? If you are trusting God for something, right? Upgrade yourself to the kind of person that can attract that kind of a person. That's what we're saying. We're not saying that you should just go for anybody because you, um, you now, you know, dumb down on your desires because, you know, you don't want it to seem as if um, your desires are so great. You know, work on yourself. You can set any goal, anything you desire. But just make sure who you are looking for. Uh, you look like the person, the person you are looking for is looking for. Do you understand that? Good evening, sir. Good evening. So, my question is, um, let's say you have, like, you have um, somebody, you know, you have an idea of who you want to get married to. Like, or you are not that, or you are working towards being that. But let's say, and you, you give a timeline, or you have a timeline, like you have to be 20 something or 30 or soon. But with the way things are going, it's cannot work. Like, even when you clock 30, like, you might not be able to get so what's the. The question is, are you on that journey? Yeah, yeah, like you are working towards it, you have all of the this thing, but you know, the challenges. Truth, mm, the truth is, um, everybody's a work in progress, but at least be on that path. If you look at the illustration I'm giving, it's the illustration of people who want something they are not willing to work towards. But they just believe this is what I deserve. You don't deserve anything in life. Do you understand what I'm saying? People just have this idea of, no, this is somebody like me. You know, as, as, as a pretty girl. You know, this is the kind of... See, beauty fades with the passage of time. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Even the Bible says beauty, beauty is vain. Beauty without brain. Men don't value it anymore. It's before that people say, you know, once I just have a beautiful wife, somebody that when I go for events, we go together and say, yeah, that's my wife, that's my wife. Now, guys want somebody that can add value to them. Not somebody that when they are at work, trying to seal a deal, trying to convert a client, a prospect to a client, they are getting calls on sugar and Maggie. Do you understand what I'm saying? Right, so the question is, is the person working towards it? Are you on that path? 
If the answer is yes, just make sure you are working towards what you are trusting God for. Not that you are not willing to work on yourself. You are just expecting God to do magic. God is not a magician. He's a miracle worker. And every miracle, check the scripture from Genesis to Revelation, as a God part and a man part. Your parts may be small, right? Your parts may not even make sense. But there is something you must do. There is always something to do. Alright. Any other person? Alright. Yeah. After that, maybe we'll just take one more question. Okay? Yeah, I have this question and it works. Alright. Okay, like now, if a guy... A guy has some like four qualities he needs from a girl, and he's seen like two girls. So among these two girls, one of them possesses the two, the other one possesses the other two. None of them possesses the four. So what will he do? Will you have to marry the two of them to marry the? Four? Does he have the plan of being a polygamist? <laughs> see, if see when we talk about qualities. Are they innate qualities or things that... The question is, are they things that can be developed? Because the truth be told, you might not meet somebody that has everything you are looking for. Because even you, you don't have everything. Everybody is a work in progress. But you must ask yourself, what these things, are they things that, you know, I can overlook? Are they things that, you know, for instance, you can't say that um, you are naturally attracted to maybe to somebody that is light... And the person is dark. And I say, I believe she shall be light. How would that happen? Do you want that to bleach? Do you understand? So are there things the person can work on? Right? Is it a work ethic thing that can be worked on? Are there things that are learnable? Right? So everybody is not going to have everything. But you need to ask yourself, what are those things that I cannot, you know, compromise? You must know what you cannot compromise. And those things just have to be there. If you have not met the person that has those things you don't want to compromise or you cannot compromise, that means you have not met the person you should marry. That's just the, that's just the truth. Right. Praise God. Hallelujah. So my question is, there's been this argument over time about genotype. And there are some people, for example, who are SS, CC, SC and all that, who cannot afford to marry anybody who is not AA, for example. So, they, those people tend to like ask those questions first hand, so that they don't go ahead and... Do you think that it should be a question you ask someone when you just meet them and you feel like you want to have something? It's better you ask. So. It's better to be... Was, it's better to be safe than sorry. You know? So, that's why I said our friends... You see, these are things you talk about with your friends. You see, if you ask your friend, that, that's why I said, have friends. It's, don't only make friends out of a potential husband. This one, I can marry him. Let's be friends. No, just have friends. In fact, if you don't ask directly, uh, you can ask another friend to find out. Maybe somebody that you notice you're already interested in, maybe as a guy or as a lady, you can ask one of your friends that is also a friend. Find out because you don't want to, as a lady, you don't want to sound as if you are already so interested, so you want to know the person's genotype. You can ask one of your friends to find out. Do you understand? Maybe a friend that is closer to that person. You know, these are things you just talk about with friends. Oh, as if you are genotype. Not a serious discussion. You go to a restaurant and say, What's your genotype? <laughs> like you want to you want to preach the gospel today. No, these are things that just happens in do you understand? So, our friends, when you have friends and you are truly building friends, you will find out these things. 
you will find out those things. All right, so God bless you. I believe I've. All right.